Hi, my name is Eric Strafel and welcome to Envisioning a New Normal. Thank you for joining me today. And today I hope to uh, talk a little bit about and share some tools and tips for uh, some ways to help you navigate all the uncertainty of today, help you understand how to develop purpose, reconnect with your customers and build back with inclusion and set the stage for future success in your business uh, as we come out of the other side. So thank you for joining and uh, look forward to engaging with you all. So my name is Eric Strafel. I am the CEO and founder of Summit. I am also an aerospace executive and uh, have been for many years uh, and working with small companies on the side for many years and have had a passion for that. And so uh, as we look at the near-term uh, crisis that we have all been in and really multiple crises, uh, as I'll get into a little bit, uh, part of what I'm doing uh, in my day job, I lead a strategy for a large company is, is just doing a lot of scenario planning to see what we need to do to uh, build financial health in our company and come out on the other side. And so leveraging that experience along with the business scaling method, which we use at Summit to help companies uh, grow and scale uh, and uh, some of those tools and processes and built that into the program that you're going to see today. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, give you some tools and tips to, uh, to think about the future. My team, uh, you may know some of these people uh, local in, uh, in Phoenix. So Robin Brayman, Mignon, David, Jenny, uh, all part of the Summit team. And then of course with Jenny and uh, Cahoots, uh, been a partner for a, a long time uh, as we built our program over the last couple of years. And uh, so this is the team of entrepreneurs with all um, their businesses and uh, experience in their own right. And also part of Summit and bring uh, together what they have to bring uh, which we collectively had put together into the business scaling method. So what I'm going to go through uh, today is a bit of the phases that we have, uh, a lot of us have gone through in, uh, in really what is crisis management. And so part, part one is kind of an ad for today, which is number one, stabilize your business. That is uh, first and foremost, what we have uh, all been dealing with. And uh, just making sure that we've got the liquidity to make it to next month and next quarter and next year. And so I want to go through a little bit of how we have done that and how I've seen others do that. Uh, part two will then get into how do you reset? How do you take the opportunity that we have in front of us to reconnect with your purpose and reset with your culture and reflect on who you are and make sure that in, in tough times is when character really shows. Make sure that as you come out of this, you are showing who you are. And you reconnect with that. And in doing so, you're more authentic. You can build stronger connections with customers and, and hopefully uh, come out uh, on the other side, maybe with a, a bigger opportunity to grow. And then part three will be uh, build back stronger. So reset your strategic heading. We do see some permanent changes in the environment. Uh, I am in aerospace and in my day job, and there are permanent changes that we see. And we're trying to uh, make sure that we accommodate that in our strategic thinking. Uh, really get clear uh, priorities. And now is not the time to go after a bunch of different things. Now is the time to pick your top three things and go do them really well. And then managing cash and investment, which then goes to uh, not only forecasting the liquidity of your business and your, your cash burn and your ability to stay open, but then when do you start to build uh, some uh, buffer back that you can then reinvest in potentially expanding or growing your business and, and what does that timing look like? 
Okay, so our goal together is uh, cover a high-level overview, and I am going to uh, provide, uh, we'll give you the, the sheet at the end, which is a template that we use for companies to establish their vision, their mission, or purpose, uh, and then baseline metrics on where you're at today, where you want to be in five years, uh, customers in the center, always with a message of keeping customers at the center of your business. Uh, I am a big fan of really simple messaging and that the, the purpose of a business is to get and keep customers. Um, and then the, the few strategic initiatives, what are the most important things for you to do to position your, your uh, business for the future? And then uh, be open and transparent about that with your, with your team, with your customers, with any, any of your partners that you work with. And, uh, and the more you communicate that, the more people will be able to rally around you and, uh, and help you with that. Uh, so we'll get into that. We'll get into a little bit of your business model. Um, make sure that you can uh, think about the foundations of your business to grow back stronger and then um, use this maybe as a tool uh, just to help guide you in that, uh, that thinking. Okay, so uh, getting into it, scenario planning. So those that haven't done scenario planning, um, maybe as much in the future, we, I've always done this in a, in a lot of the jobs that I've had, but you're oftentimes looking five or 10 years out. Now we are doing it by the month, even by the week in some cases. And so understanding what are the macro trends in the environments that are impacting your business and your customers. And so whether it's COVID related, socioeconomic trends, uh, that are sometimes related to COVID or other things going on, racial equity in the discussion that's going on, um, all kinds of things and buying behavior, supply chain, where we have a very global supply chain and uh, geopolitical uh, tensions are as uh, high as they've been in a long time, uh, which puts uh, introduces supply chain risk, pricing risk, tariffs, and uh, a lot of the things that impact pricing, technology adoption, and how is that shifting based on where we're at today and uh, people's ability to invest, including you as business owners uh, or within your business, but also your customers and their ability to invest and what are they spending their money on. And then anything else, uh, everybody has um, uh, a unique business, a unique set of customers. And so think about what are the things that are impacting your customers and your business and what do you need to track? And then making sure that you have a good feel for that by developing signposts is really important. Uh, so for us in aerospace, I get a daily email on uh, TSA passengers that have gone through TSA checkpoints. And so we monitor on a daily basis, how many people are flying, how many airplane, how many airplanes are in the air, um, what that looks like by country around the globe. We track uh, where airlines are getting um, financial support from governments. Um, and uh, we also track COVID. We track not only uh, the global cases, the domestic cases, state-by-state state cases, but also at our company. And, uh, and we track buying trends in terms of uh, what, are, what are customers buying, which is more on a weekly or monthly basis, which is our salespeople out checking in with customers, looking at budgets, just uh, pulling people on, what are, you, what are you spending money on? What are your priorities right now? And uh, that is, so we've developed a baseline plan and it, you know, it went down and then it starts to, to grow back over the next couple of years. And now we're tracking to that baseline plan. And based on where we're at relative to that baseline, if we're on it, we know, we've, we, know we have the right uh, plan in place. If we're, we also have a best case and a worst case, if we're above it, we know that we might be able to accelerate reinvestment, maybe 
get into some uh, growing with new customers faster, as an example. If we're below it, we might have to look at metering spending even more and maybe cutting back spending even more. And so having a baseline, building your financials around that, modeling your cash flow to make sure that you can stay in business uh, is really important. And then understanding how you're tracking to that baseline uh, to make sure that you've got liquidity. And, and for us, uh, liquidity includes accounts payable, accounts receivable, our inventory on hand. And then we know our cash balance, we've had to go to, uh, to uh, get debt financing like a lot of companies. So we've, we've had to go get loans. Um, and, uh, many companies are, of course you have PPP, PPE available and, uh, a, a lot of different types of, uh, small business support and loans that, uh, might be available. Um, and in our case, we have done a lot of things like prepay suppliers that are small companies that uh, just aren't going to make it, uh, if, if they don't uh, have the money to do that. So think about that for your business. Uh, and then I, I do want to pause for a second and, it, uh, ask you to, write down what are a couple of those things that you really feel like you should track. And uh, when you think about what does it look like, how do you know that the, the economy and your business is recovering? And how do you know that you're back on the upside? What is the indicator that will tell you that? And then how can you get daily, weekly, monthly insights on what that looks like? And so think about what is it that impacts your business most? If you're in a retail or restaurant business, you can track that. You can uh, start to go out and track uh, and even go out and uh, talk to restaurant owners. And uh, I have a good friend that uh, leads a restaurant here and he's, uh, he's tracking his capacity uh, every day. And uh, he knows in, in Texas, we're at 50% capacity uh, in restaurants that uh, people are allowed to do. And he knows exactly where he's at relative to that number. He's matching his staffing plan to support that. And then he's got some scenarios uh, that he's planning for on when that might open up because he's got to build a staffing plan to support it and, and also his supply chain plan. So think about those, are they temporary or permanent? Uh, the, you know, a lot of things, once a vaccine is out and economies open up and, uh, and uh, unemployment maybe starts to come down, uh, people have more discretionary spending available, uh, a lot of things will get back to normal, some things will not. And so what are the things that may permanently change? And if you think of uh, touchless payment, uh, so we think that digital is going to have a permanent, we think a lot of digital investment accelerated and a lot of that's going to be permanent. And so we've been uh, holding some of our investment just in digital enablement for touchless factories in our case. And how do you, how do you really uh, do more automation uh, to, uh, to support that? And then uh, as, as talked about best case, worst case, and most likely scenario. So, you know, a month from now, three months from now, where are you at relative to the assumptions that you thought about today? Are you better, worse, or about the same? And if you're about the same, hopefully you've got a good action plan that you can just keep continue on, continuing on. If you're worse, you got to have some contingency plans uh, to support that. And especially if you got to have employees and, and a team to support and that are also thinking about their families and are they going to have a job in the future? And uh, so the more you can do that, be transparent about that with your teams, the, the, the better. And uh, just to give people as much um, visibility and, and build trust with your teams as you possibly can. Okay, and then develop your response. So you've got your base case and then what do you do for your upside, downside? Uh, one is your sales and marketing budget. So if you do start to, uh, if you uh, beat your base case and the market starts to come back better, do you need to set aside money and, and funds to be able to reinvest in sales and marketing to now go recapture that? Because in some cases, there will be a first mover advantage. 
in that the first person out to uh, to connect with customers and especially uh, back to a restaurant example, outdoor dining, really, in, uh, really important. We only go out, um, me and my family, to places we can eat outdoors. If that's going to stay, then the first people that can develop uh, those outdoor concepts and get out and promote that uh, are going to capture business and potentially bring over new customers. Uh, your staffing plan overall, so understanding your operating expenses relative to sales and what's what level of sales do you need to support the operating expenses you have today? And then if those sales go up or down, what do those operating expenses have to do so you still stay cash flow positive? Uh, that goes to facility, infrastructure, and other overhead costs you may have, and then uh, your supply chain in inventory and working capital. And uh, for us, we've had to go through an assessment of all the inventory we've had on the shelf. And a lot of things are just not going to sell for a long time. And so we have done a lot of deep discounting to, uh, to uh, get that off the books, uh, get a little bit of cash in return for that so we can reinvest in the things that are fast moving. And we are really narrowing down to what are the critical things that we need in stock and uh, make sure we have those. And the, the long tail of other things, we have cut back dramatically and, uh, and asked our supply chain partners or customers uh, even to take that on, uh, even if we need to sell it uh, at a discount to them. All that is de-risking our supply chain and allowing us to better focus on cash and working capital going forward. Uh, so think about that and then uh, do some financial projections and see based on those scenarios in your cash burn as a result, uh, what is that going to allow you to do in terms of staying in business and uh, for how long and then do some scenario planning around that. Uh, into next year. And uh, we are now doing that out uh, 18 months now uh, with the thought that there will be uh, hopefully a vaccine that starts to deploy maybe first half of next year, uh, government borders and other regulatory uh, environments for global businesses will start to open up a little bit and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay, and then leading. So, uh, what we started immediately uh, with uh, COVID is um, making sure that we are anticipating and navigating change. So your team, if you have a team, your customers are looking for signs uh, and looking for an understanding that uh, if you don't know what, uh, what the environment's gonna do, that's fine, but uh, be open and transparent about it. And then communicate your assumptions, talk about the signposts, talk about the most important things that you can track and make sure people know that you're actively engaged and you're going to manage this as best you can to start to build that trust and transparency. And as you do that, they can also feed their insights on whether or not your assumptions are correct. But having those open dialogues continuously is really important. And uh, if you don't, people will fill in the blanks and uh, your team, your customers and others. Uh, and it's usually, uh, you know, not the, the story you want to tell. Communicate frequently, transparently and honestly. Uh, you know, it, we do need to be optimistic, I think, that uh, there's a path through. Uh, it, it may be a while and uh, together we'll get there, but we need to be really honest about where we're at today, financially, some of the actions that we need to take, uh, what the next month, next quarter might look like, uh, what, uh, what we're navigating, decisions that are made, why we're making a decision, if we're cutting back on staffing, if we're cutting back on facilities, uh, spending in any area, uh, communicating why. What, you know, if we're, if we're not, if we're cash flow negative, we've got to cut costs just to stay healthy. And those are really tough decisions, but we've got to get, uh, get through this, um, this environment uh, so that we can come out the other side and then grow back and create more jobs. And, and uh, those tough decisions and being transparent about that is really important. 
And then updating and reframing context, uh, we do this weekly. Every week uh, with all of my employees, we're on the phone uh, talking about, all right, what are, what are we seeing? What did we see last week? Uh, what are we seeing in the market? What are we hearing from customers? And uh, are we taking the right steps? And do we still have the right priorities? And every Monday I go through, these are my priorities for the week. And then my team does the same thing. Uh, listen and learn. And so um, we've got to be able to open up lines of communication. And if you're leading a team, the best way to do that is to uh, lead by example and show yourself that you're willing to listen and take action. Uh, you've got to be a little bit vulnerable. Now is not the time to be the know-it-all CEO uh, of your business. Uh, now is not the time to be afraid to ask for help. Uh, we are, we do need support. We are all in, in this together. Uh, ask for help. And by showing that vulnerability, you uh, as Brene Brown would say, you give other permission, others permission to show theirs. Uh, so that's really important um, as we get out and engage and lead through. And um, in, in what we have seen is there are a lot of very purpose-driven employees that want to go help in all aspects, not only for us, the industry, but in racial equity and in a lot of the discussions that we're all having, people are stepping up all over the world. And, uh, and I've always found that people are able and capable of doing more than uh, most of us give them credit for. And I have bosses that believe in me uh, that, uh, that uh, when I did not. And every time I've done that, you see people step up to a level that they didn't themselves think they could get to. And so give people a chance to shine, recognize them for that, celebrate uh, the success for that. And that helps them be a better leader and grow into be a leader in the future. And uh, although they might see it, uh, might not see it right away, that is how you grow and develop in these tough times. And we are, we have a chance to accelerate the growth of ourselves and our team. And uh, so take the opportunity to do that. Okay. I'll pause for a second. So this quote is, I think, very appropriate because we are all trailblazing. We have, we are, in at least three crises right now, uh, one being COVID, the other being geopolitical uh, tensions that we have, and the other being racial equity and the changes that need to be made uh, that are all, uh, all upon us this year. Um, so we are trailblazing. And uh, in, in doing that, it is important to look around and see what everybody else is doing, but don't be afraid to take a step forward in a new direction if it's grounded in who you are and your purpose and your authenticity and your values. And that's why uh, as we get into Build Back Better, we start with purpose and values and uh, make sure it's authentic to you uh, because that is your chance to, uh, if, if you're not quite happy with the trail that you were on, now's a chance to pave a new way. Okay, so start by clarifying your purpose. And Purpose is why you're in business. Why do you do what you do? What problem are you solving for customers? And really get connected to what impact you are trying to make. That purpose is what inspires a team to follow you. Uh, beyond the financials, beyond the paycheck, if you just, uh, if people are working for you uh, because of a paycheck, then you're getting at best 50 or 60% of what they've got to offer. And a lot of studies show that, that the majority of people don't give all their discretionary effort to something. Where they do is in areas that they're passionate about that they believe in. Reconnect with your purpose, use that to inspire your employees, use that to see beyond the uncertainty. And so although we might not know what tomorrow or next week or next month might look like, we know what we're trying to do. With Summit, we are trying to change uh, racial equity. 
in economic development. We know exactly what we want to try to do. And every time we see a roadblock or a barrier that we can knock down, we're going to do that. doesn't matter what uh, happens with COVID. When we see a barrier, we're going to run at it and try to knock it down. And that is our purpose. And uh, that's what drives us. And, uh, and think about the problem you're solving for customers and that uh, customers are in a new world too. So whoever you're selling to, whoever your clients are, their world has just changed too. So reconnect to make sure you understand what their pain, pain points are, what they, uh, why they choose you uh, over a competitor, and make sure that you have a clear understanding if, if that may have changed and, you know, and rebuild your business around your target customers, uh, which are your most important customers, where you make money, your existing customers. Now, the most effective thing you can do now is to really strengthen ties with your existing customers. Follow them as they navigate change. And then you might have the opportunity as you do that, rebuild, uh, rebuild financial health for you and them, uh, then start to open up and bring other customers with you. And in doing so, you might differentiate yourself. And, uh, and that's a good example of um, you can be either be uh, something for everyone or uh, everything to someone. And the, you know, we have chosen to be everything to someone. And uh, that's what people need now in, uh, in our belief. Okay, resetting your plan. If you don't think you were leading authentically before or being authentic to who you are as a business and how you work together, now is the time to do that. Now is the time to reset, reflect, and figure out what do you want to represent. And a good way to figure that out is ask your employees and ask your customers. What do, if, it, if you ask one of your customers, your clients to say, hey, what based on your work with us and working with us, what would you say our top three values are? When they say that back to you, is that what you want to hear? And if not, work to change that. That is your brand. That is the emotional connection that is your brand. And when you hear companies talk about whitewashing and, and brands and, yeah, talking about purpose and really making sustainability and making change, but are you really doing it? Reflect on that. Are you really living up to your standards? Does that feed into how you make decisions? Look at the last few decisions you made and did you make those decisions with those values in mind? Look at how you solve problems. Are you solving, if collaboration and inclusion is one of your values, are you solving problems collaboratively or are you doing it in a corner office by yourself and not bringing people with you and then giving people direction after that? Now is the time to go figure that out, reflect on that and make that pivot because everybody is doing that. And if you do that, it's, uh, you, can, you can lead the way. You can set the tone for others to do the same. And that is the difference that we all can make right now. Resetting your plan. So product market fit, you gotta, you gotta reconnect with that. So what is it that you deliver to customers? What is the value that they get? Why do they choose you over your competitors? Really understanding that and then uh, doubling down on where you create value for them because we are all prioritizing where we spend money, investing on what is most important. And if we were investing in five areas before, it's three areas now. And if you were number four or five, then you just lost a customer. So you want to be in the top three of what uh, is most important uh, to customers. So make sure you understand that, uh, align with uh, priorities and do some, you know, so we just asked, uh, hey, what, uh, how do you, um, how do you rank us relative to our competitors? And a lot of times they won't necessarily tell you who their competitors are, but uh, they'll, they'll tell us how we rank. And if you're a, a restaurant or in the services business, it's how does your experience compare to uh, your experience other places? In that experience, and sometimes just asking people that 
and giving them a chance to share feedback creates a memorable moment for them. The important thing is if you're going to do that, you have to act on that. The worst thing you can do is ask for feedback and not act on that. And that goes with your customers and your employees. So reset your plan, focus on where you add value, understand how you're differentiating, how other uh, competitors in your space are doing, and make sure you know who you are and, uh, and what you're trying to do. Back to leadership. Leadership and learning are ind indispensable to each other. Uh, Jack Welch said the ultimate competitive advantage is creating a learning organization. This is a time right now we're all, a lot of us are struggling just to keep businesses alive and, uh, and stable. But uh, know it or not, we are all learning a lot. Take time once a week, at least once a month and take uh, and reflect on that. What did you learn? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about who you are as a leader? What did you learn about who you are as a business? And what can you do differently tomorrow to be more of who you want to be? And uh, this is a this is the time to do that. And if you know when in April, May, we had three kids at home and uh, homeschooling, and I was doing a couple different jobs. And you know, through all this, I'm thinking, man, you know, I, I, at least as I'm out meeting neighbors I have never met before, at least I have a chance to reflect like I never have because I've always been too busy, and maybe make some changes in how I prioritize my time and my work, uh, both at work and personally. And maybe I can uh, turn this into a positive. And it's hard to see now, but five years from now, a lot of us, I hope, will look, for, look back on this time as a turning point in our lives where we decided to uh, reconnect with who we are as a, as a person, as a family, as a community, as a society, and maybe get on a different path. And uh, so take that time to do that. And then build back stronger. Uh, so update your view on markets and customers. Where are you? Do you have a local market? Uh, do you have a regional market? Do you have, uh, do you cut across states? Do you cut across globally? Uh, every market is uh, a little bit different right now. Even state by state uh, regulations are different. Uh, so make sure you have an updated view of markets, customers, uh, who's going to make it through, who you can help to make it through, uh, and really build a strong bond uh, of your existing customers. Understand your foundation. So where you know you create value, Double down on doing that really, really well and being uh, as efficient and effective as you can at that. And then uh, tie that into your values and how you engage with customers every day and recreate your brand identity as, a, as part of that. Uh, make sure you know what your competitors are doing. So as you're thinking about this, your competitors probably are too. Uh, back in whether you're a product or services company uh, in a large market or a small, uh, there are, everybody's thinking through this too. Uh, what I found is that systematically thinking through it, building on uh, input and feedback and learning along the way creates a sustainable advantage where most people go week by week and it's uh, kind of Groundhog's Day. Okay, what do I want to do? It's Monday. What do I want to do today? And uh, you never scratch the surface that way. Get deeper. On Monday, talk about what you did last week. Reflect on what you can do differently. What did you hear from customers? What did you see your competitors doing? And then what's one thing you can do this week to take a small step forward? If you do that week after week, uh, it's, the, uh, it's, it's the growth mindset, it's Atomic Habits, if uh, James Clear, if, you, if any of you have heard of that book, it is those small steps over time that are what build strong, strong businesses and strong leaders uh, and, and, uh, and people for that matter. 
uh, and then streamline your business. You've really got to understand where you're spending your money, uh, get back to just your core business, delay all the discretionary spend that you can, focus on where you're making your money, your most profitable customers, your most profitable products. And uh, we, we scaled back our portfolio, we scaled back our markets, we're leveraging partners more, uh, we are readjusting our supply chain where we were single source for things that we buy to make our products. We are finding alternate sources to make sure that we have options. And so get down to your core, make sure that you've got some supply chain, you mitigate supply chain risk if you're a product company or if you're a service company with partners that you work with to deliver your service. Um, and then uh, make sure that you use that and, and just work with your core, get back to basics and and really focus on doing that really well until you can build back some uh, some cash buffer and, uh, and start to grow again. And then finally, commit to your plan. Uh, so your purpose, your mission, your values, if you think about it and take notes on it and don't share that with anybody, it, it, uh, it, it's not gonna go anywhere. Uh, so put it on a chart. Uh, we've got a, a page to do that. You can iterate on that. Uh, that's a one way to do it. Uh, communicate it with your team, communicate it with your customers. And as you do that, it'll be contagious and it'll start to spread and you'll have accountability partners to hold you to your purpose and to your mission and to your values. And people that will, uh, will question you if they see you doing something that isn't in alignment with that and, and ask you, hey, why, I thought you said you want to be this, it looks like you're doing this. Is that really what you want to do? And, uh, and we have a chance to build those networks now, make sure we know who our customers are, Identify your three winning moves. So let's assume that we've got our scenarios, we're gonna be able to make it through the next 12 or 18 months. Two years from now, the economy's back growing again, we're beyond COVID. What is gonna allow you to grow and win and do better coming out of this? The companies that are clear on that now and start to move in that direction are gonna have a first mover advantage, whether that be in, in uh, customer experience or how you uh, whatever products or services you provide that create value, what are your three winning moves? Get laser focused on those and relentlessly pursue those. And it's a bit of uh, Amazon pursued three things for 20 years. It was the breadth of their offering, speed and cost. For three year, for 20 years, breadth, speed, cost, add more parts to the Amazon marketplace, speed of delivery, which is why you can order something on Sunday now and get it the same day. In uh, cost, provide the lowest cost options in the globe. For 20 years, through years and years and years of not even making money, they relentlessly pursued that, and now uh, they're one of the biggest companies in the world. That strategy holds for everybody. If you can just pick three enduring things to do relentlessly for a few years, you will do that well. And uh, you might not see it at the time, but uh, those are the habits that will build, uh, rebuild your business. Manage spend, uh, make sure you know how you're spending your money so you can support financial health and then consistently engage your team. And so um, for me, I'm virtual. I've been virtual since March. My team is all over the country. Uh, we are on video all day long. Uh, some, it seems like a lot. We have, um, we have um, set a time limit on meetings to two hours because video more than two hours is, is a lot. But uh, I, I touch base with everybody on my team every week uh, in all different parts of the country just to check in and see how they're doing and uh, see what I can do to support, make sure that they, you know, we have some people with new babies, uh, check in, see how they're, how they're managing, uh, what I can do to help. And then uh, sometimes we'll talk about business after that. 
you also need somebody to do that for you. Uh, so hopefully you've got that support network uh, as well. And sometimes it feels like, especially as a business owner, that uh, if you don't have that, it's hard to, to be that person for somebody else. Um, but, um, you know, it can be inspiring if you can get into a service gratitude mindset and, and help other people, uh, it will come back to you in, the, in some form or fashion. And uh, I, I've always trusted in that. Okay, and then finally, back to the, uh, the blueprint for growth. So this is a sheet uh, that we will continue to iterate. And I've, I've done you know, dozens of versions of this over the years and running different businesses. And um, the, the real key here is a vision or purpose at the top, be really clear on what that is. The vision, the mission is how we do that with our customers every day, how we show up. Uh, understanding what are the important metrics to track financially, operationally. So financial would be sales, margin, cash flow. Operational would be if you're a product company, it's on-time delivery, it's quality. If you're a service company, it's uh, customer service metrics um, and uh, it's still on-time delivery and engagement and website traffic, uh, whatever your, your operational business is. Customer is direct customer feedback. So how are you getting feedback on how are your products doing? How is the support around it? Would they buy from you again? That promoter score is a good example of that. Your employee metrics, which are all around engagement. In, uh, the, are your employees clear on what their role and responsibility are with the company? Uh, are they engaged? Are, are you developing them as uh, their skills, their, their leadership? And then uh, social causes. And so we always try to connect with a social cause in our local communities that aligns with uh, some unique ability that we have to help. And so education is often one. Um, you know, we do a lot with food banks and uh, just supporting food banks, which is a uh, you know, basic need for, for the globe. And uh, that gives us a chance to connect. And that's how we do team building. Uh, that's how we uh, engage and kind of reset and uh, make sure that we uh, have a chance to reflect. The five-year goals are then think about that same thing. Now, five years from now, unconstrained. And, you know, if you had some support with some assumptions, where do you want to be? Do you want to triple your business? What would that mean in terms of your facilities, your number of people on your team? How many customers would you need? Do you need to enter new markets, get into new communities, regions, states, countries? How, uh, what are the skill sets of your employees that, uh, that they may not have today? What are the causes that you, uh, if you were bigger, could make an even bigger impact by supporting? And then setting that vision out there gives you line of sight uh, to an ambition. And that ambition inspires people to join you on a journey. And uh, as oftentimes as the founder of a business, you're inspired just by, you know, you're, you're doing something that's important for you, but you've got to get everybody else inspired around you. And so sharing a, a vision of what that might look like in a way that they can connect to is how you do that. Uh, always keeping customers at the center. And so we would uh, typically list the uh, segment customers based on who is our target customer if we wanna be everything to someone, and then maybe segment out that out by a demographic, by geography, by how or where they buy, and then really narrow in on uh, what can we do to deliver the best product and service and support to that, uh, to that customer, and uh, how profitable is that? That feeds into our pricing strategies to make sure that we understand uh, if we're making money on different customer segments, uh, is there more value that we could provide? and uh, staying laser focused on that. And then what are the, back to the winning moves. Uh, this is not your task list for the week. This is 
what are the three big things that you need to do this year or over the next couple years that are going to lead you to your success? And so it could be uh, invest in your technology platform. It could be uh, strengthen your customer service model, which would involve uh, building skill sets in your team and employees and bring out new people and getting a better feel for how to engage customers. Um, it could be opening up a new facility. It could be launching a new product. Uh, but it's, it's the big transformational things that are, are going to help you get out of whatever the trend has been in your business and get on a new path. Those are the big things that you want to communicate. Uh, if you have a team assigned to somebody to own it, and then get behind them. And uh, where, again, uh, a lot of times it, it was five things, maybe maybe a few more, not a lot more. Now I would suggest uh, one or two, maybe three at the most. What are the most important things that you need to do and keep line of sight of that are gonna guide you over the next couple of years uh, relentlessly to help you not only come out of this successfully, but then grow on the other side.